So my my and the moment I see the ball, my only thought was half a goal at the yeah. goalkeeper, you know. So and then when I struck it and when I look at the ball and when it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, and uh, the epic uh, epic celebrations, we need and uh, Reno was like, oh. <laughs> and the, whole, the whole the the whole stadium went quiet. And, you know, you could hear abuses, but you could hear abuses from the fans, like uh, you know, like I don't think I can say it, yeah, but. <laughs> Eugene, thank you so much. I think this is a year, year and a half in the making. But uh, finally managed to track you down. So, uh, <laughs> thanks so much, man, for doing this. Anytime, man, anytime. So, uh, what's been happening? I see a lot of uh, guitar playing videos and things that you put up. So, what's been happening just, now in the lockdown? Just occupying my mind, yeah. I mean, time, obviously, lockdown and all things that are happening around the world. I just hope everyone's safe and so on. I know it what's going on. So I yeah, just trying to get the days to go by, you know, just fiddling with stuff here and there. Any favorite songs? <laughs> no, I just keep listening. There are quite a lot of songs are there. I just keep listening from one song to another, one song to another, just to have, uh, you know, an insight of different ways of playing and different kind of music. Yeah, I heard somewhere that you are now into uh, Swedish heavy metal or something. <laughs> no, nah, I, I was listening to a lot of In Flames lately. Yeah? Hmm. So the, the band In Flames is from Sweden. So I've been uh, into them for quite some time now. Heavy metal, huh? I won't say that heavy. They're, 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 I think they're, they're, over the years, they've progressed the way they've played. They've been hmm. very uh, strong. Uh, before now they've been a bit a little relaxed in the way but then uh, I feel the music is good nonetheless okay cool I have to check them out I, I don't know about that band. I've been into Riverside of late I think they put out a new album so that's what I was no, I've, I've, I've never heard of Riverside dude it's amazing it's a, they are the post-rock band okay so, okay uh, fine I'll check it out yeah I'll send you the link if you want to check them out okay cool cool so, uh, what else is happening? Let's uh, talk about football now. Yeah, yeah sure. So, uh, what's happening, man? Like, uh, last season, we will go uh, Ace Bengal, not the best of seasons for the club. So, how was last <laughs> season for you? I think the last, uh, you can say, last two, three seasons have not been very good, you know? I mean, when it comes to uh, playing time or getting opportunity to play, I think the last three seasons have been very, very bad. And uh, obviously, I think it happens and uh, obviously when it comes to a team and it comes to the coach where I'm not very sure where the coach wants me to play, wants me, you know, mm. or where the coach has got a different uh, perspective of the kind of players that he wants on this team. So that is, uh, it happens. So, man, yeah, but like I mean, three, three years have been very, very, according to me, I've been, been, been very, very bad. But uh, I think that's life. That's how it's uh, football is and just uh, just had to get along with it, be happy with what has happened. Yeah, the injury troubles are all gone, right? Now you're fine, you're fit. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm all recovered. I'm all I'm fit. 
because when we last spoke when you were in bengaluru i remember yeah. i thought uh, especially in january with the asian cup those qualifier games you would get more time to play but i think you got injured at that time some yeah yeah injury. i i got a little knock on my right knee i got a little knock on my right knee and uh, the uh, mcl a little i got a strain in the mcl so yeah yeah so what's what's the next season looking like <laughs> right now i'm not thinking about football man uh, right now i just i uh, know just uh, after the season with east bengal i was like very very disappointed and i uh, know so not that uh not happy with myself i i have you know i i have full faith in my capabilities uh, but then obviously like i said different coaches have a different preference of different kinds of players playing in the positions they play or the system that they want to play so Uh, but th- that's why, as of now, I've not really thought about football. Just letting my mind be away from football, timing. Oh, are you? You're going to play, right? Huh? You're going to continue playing, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll play. Yeah. yeah okay, perfect. Because they provided, uh, provided, provided, provided someone's interested. <laughs> no, 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 there will always be interest for sure. We don't have to worry about that one. Because I, I know a couple of coaches who still talk about it personally. Yeah. So obviously there is a lot of goodwill, and uh, while I was doing research, I mean, maybe any people may have forgotten or like the you said last three years you have not played so much, right? But you yeah. were at one time at par with Sunil in terms of uh, getting the money auction, one point uh, something crore. You and Sunil, you were the no, player man, of the year. No, no, no. I mean, see, uh, money is nothing like that, man. But you know, like Sunil, no, money really... is validation, right? No, I mean, ah. Uh... Forget money, man. I mean, football has always been a passion, and you know, just being able to play, being happy, and not doing the things that you love and earning. I think that is one part of it. I've never really thought about the money part when it came to football, but because, okay, but it did help me financially, and you know, be able to support my family. But I think uh, most important thing was being happy in the pitch, being happy training every day, being happy seeing the faces of the teammates every day. You know. But nonetheless, obviously, I mean, uh, you can't say be on par with Sunil. I mean, Sunil is obviously just above everyone else. You know, uh, when it comes to being a footballer, um, being the professional that he is, so he's yeah. still going at this rate at a, a very. I mean, he's. I won't say he's old because his body isn't old. So. <laughs> well, Eugene, uh, you spoke about how football is about uh, happiness. It's money is an important factor, yes, but. For you personally, it's about the happiness that you derive from the game, right? Uh, and after a high that you had, say, a three years ago, then came the low patch because of injuries and not finding the right team to play with. How difficult was that period for you to adjust to the sudden change? Because in a footballer's career, changes are sudden. If you your high is a sudden high, then your low is also a sudden low. So, how difficult was on a personal level for you to adjust to these changes? Ah. Uh- Uh, uh, the moment, the moment I got injured, uh, I already, I'd already uh, analyzed. I would say the consequences of what could happen. You know, you're talking about the first injury, right? Back in twenty. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'd analyze myself of what could happen. What you know, or the probabilities that could happen. So I was already prepared for what could happen because you know, after a serious injury, there are many things that many coaches would doubt. You know, before they even think whether the player can play or not, they already think, "Oh, he's got an injury." You know, so uh, I've always felt that. But then uh, I see 
I I wasn't sad that I got injured. On when I came back, I wasn't sad because obviously up till the uh, up till the day I got injured, I was very happy playing football. And I got injured because I was playing football, not something else. Or I had, uh, God forbid, I had a, a motor accident or this and that that prevented me from playing football. Now it, I got injured in a football pitch, so I wasn't really, really, you know, depressed or sad. But it is a part of the game that you know that I've learned to accept way before. And obviously, not being able to play on a match days is sad, but. Come match day plus one when we have start training, I get to play. That is when my mind just you know is again happy because I just I get to play, I get to train, I get to do. The only day when I'm sad is when I don't get selected into the match day squad, meaning like the first eleven to playing team. That is only when I'm pissed off. But otherwise, when I'm just on the pitch training, I just forget everything that maybe what, what has happened in my life or the high or the lows. It's just about the moment that I'm living. So I think it's very important that players don't overthink too much about. I think it's important that they enjoy every moment that they have if they're playing, even if they're not playing. Maybe they work harder because it's very important that to understand that when you're able to play, your mind is happy. Your mind is there's nothing that can stop you. But the moment you get injured, it's very tough to get your mind in the right state of mind. So it's very very important that. They take care. Players learn to take care of themselves. Learn to be happy, content, and most of all, to enjoy being fit. Will it be right. right to say that uh, once you have the ball at your feet, you are the most happiest? Yeah, definitely. Uh, when when you have the ball at feet and when you're training, especially, it's the, there's no joy. You know, it just the, the one hour and a half, two hours just pass by without even you notice, noticing the the time. So. It's it's. I think for me, football has always been something that uh, I, I would say a love at first sight, and uh, something that has you know, like if I can get to play for eight hours a day, also I'll still be happy. I won't get tired. You know, like I mean, like you understand. It's it's the love yeah. that I have for the game, and even till date, you know, I'm very passionate about the game, uh, very passionate about playing. Most importantly. So how what? What was it like uh, last season? You have played in the biggest clubs uh, in the country. You played for the national team. You've seen just about anything there is to see on the biggest stage also in the Asian AFC uh, Cup final and things like that. So how was it last season? Because from the outside for us, it was a. Uh, it looked like there was no like you said. It just felt like there were a lot of uh, square pegs in round holes. Let's say the way the team was playing. Uh, mm, first of all, I, I would say. Is that uh, Robbie Fowler didn't have the opportunity to make a team because he was he he came to India, I think this was his first time in India, and he obviously didn't have a say at what players to get. I mean, he had a say on only to get a foreign player, but he didn't have a say to get Indian players that he won or you know the kind of style that he wanted to play. And you know, we started our preseason late compared to other teams, so I would say a lot had to do with you know the team preparation and obviously Robbie having his being his. First time in India, and uh, you know, not knowing the players that he's got with him, the Indian players, I'm saying. So it's important that I feel that a coach needs to be able to have a say, you know, in getting the players that he want, and then obviously the team can move on from there, and then you know you, you can expect uh, outcomes, results from the coach. So I, I felt that he needed time, and obviously if he had got the right players in his team, and 
he would do better but yeah. when you as a player in that in such a situation where the coach is not happy with the squad he has but he's still trying to figure something out throughout the season how does a player react to this like you are there to do a job but you are not able to give your best because it's not the best setup to be in uh i i is very very tough bro i mean like because see certain players suit suit a certain style of play like for, for example if you look at glen martins he never had an opportunity to play in goa or in in uh, sorry in etk but when he went to goa and you see him playing the champions league you feel like you know it's it's a revelation for him so uh, it's important that players uh fit into a system and obviously we try our best we try this but obviously when results don't come you know you get frustrated team gets frustrated you know but then it's not easy i mean you you see it happening worldwide and you know players fitting into a system and players don't fit in the system like for example you look at chelsea they win the champions league with a different coach but a previous coach felt that certain players didn't fit in the system and then they fit another coach system and they go on win the champions league so it's it's football is like you know it's like a puzzle where everything you know like right from the top from the management all the way down to the to the kit man everything has to be in sync that you know you can get success and to be able to get success i mean it's important that the coach knows how to get the best out of what he has it's important to understand the situation that the players what so it's not you can't just be limited to uh, i want to do this means i have to do this but if you don't have the set you know like for example like you make use of what you have and try to get the best out of it so that's important i feel but uh, you know nonetheless i think we as professionals we should be able to adjust to whatever kind of coach comes and whatever he wants to play is very very important okay now let's go to happier topics and slightly <laughs> further back so and i just like you you and i have something similar in that we are both uh, engineering people uh, i didn't have the guts to leave engineering midway but uh, i finished engineering in 6 years or 7 years because okay. i had uh, 16 back papers <laughs> i was not interested at <laughs> but eventually you know i got it through but by that time i had already started working also so i was right okay. doing the things simultaneously so uh, how big a decision was it for you to leave engineering in the third year you had almost reached the other end like which uh, i know like 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 you i also had a lot of uh, papers you know uh-huh. Yeah so I think that made it easier for me to quit. Else I think if I had just I, I, if I had done well my third year probably I don't think so I would end up being a football player. Mm-hmm. But I think because those back papers made me have a year down. Mm-hmm. So it had gave me the opportunity to play football year round and yeah. that's when things turn around. you understand oh, so if yeah. if that didn't happen i don't think so i would have quit engineering and maybe i would have just continued studying you know and i don't think i would have ever played football you would have missed. lost a great midfielder also of that uh, <laughs> era but uh, yeah seriously because for me there was no year back we could carry papers to the next year <laughs> so i went with uh, 16 papers into the, into the final year in the final year i managed to clear everything on time because at that time i thought okay now i'm here i have to finish it till then i okay. was you know studying lord of the rings uh, elven language and all during the exams because <laughs> i was not interested at all but uh, yeah eventually it worked out but uh, then then you went to your dad's club arima yeah. at that time played over there then your dad told you to go to shillong no no what happened is uh at that time 
uh, we were playing the second division as well. I think in 2009, yeah, I think 2009, 2009, yeah, 2009, we, 2009, we played second division, 9-10, we played, and I think 11, Lajong qualify again in the uh, year 11, I think, to uh, the I-League. They got promoted to I-League again. And, and in that year, Lajong and us, we, the final round happened in Shillong. So we, that time uh, United Sikkim was there. Um, I think uh, Bosco was there. Mm, what old team were they? Shalom Ajong. Uh, a, a couple of teams I don't remember. So we ended up playing each other. So uh, Lajong qualified, and uh, one more team qualified. I don't remember that year. But then uh, we didn't qualify. So what happened is then. Uh, uh, Pradeem Reddy was a coach at Lajong at that time, so he he's the one who uh, came and spoke to me, and you know he called me up. He said like, uh, "Would you like to join Lajong and play the I League?" So then at that point of time, I was like, "This was the greatest opportunity for me to play," you know, at the biggest stage of Indian football. So I spoke to my dad. Then uh, after we spoke, then things happened, and then. I ended up playing for Lajong. And if it wasn't for Pradyum, I don't think so. I would have ended up playing for Lajong. Because he was the one who persuaded me to come and join. Yeah, he has told me the story. But I thought uh, your, your dad was like, go and play. And then you went back to... By that time, it was... Yeah, so, so, so what happened is... Yeah, so we, I spoke with my dad. And then, then my dad obviously agreed. Mm-hmm. Then... Um, so then uh, after two years, then uh, Rondajit... Ahima changed his name to Rondajit. And then they mm-hmm. qualified for the I-League. And that is when I left Lajong and went to join Ronda Jade. Then we played the I-League that year. I think we did fairly well. And uh, we did manage to stay at the league in the league. But due to some criteria, the IFF prevented us from playing the following season. Mm. And then I ended up... Then uh, Pradyum again called me that Ashley wanted me. Then he was, it's, it's like as if Pradyum was taking me along wherever he went. <laughs> so, then uh, then uh, Pradyum called me. Actually, Pradyum called me earlier, the first season that BFC went. Mm. And I said, uh, Rangdejit is there, so I can't, I can't join. Okay. Then the following yeah. year, obviously, then, then Ashley saw me playing, then Ashley called me, Ashley called me as well. Then uh, I ended up going to, to uh, BFC. And then sure. that's where. Things yeah. started. So, uh, can you tell a little bit about the Shillong derby? Because you had the Rangbije, the Royal Waindo at that time, and Shillong Lajang is also there. So, what was that derby like? Like, it's not a derby that's too. I mean, uh, in Shillong, the Shillong League is very, very, uh, very, very popular here. I mean, uh, so when uh, local clubs play here, I mean, like, uh, there are lots of people. Who come to the stadiums to watch the games, and it's very, very interesting when you have, like, uh, I don't know whether you've been to Shillong before. Yes. And uh, the first ground we call it, so that is where the league used to happen, and the league, the games are almost almost always packed. Okay. Like you'd have eight thousand, eight thousand at least people watching, you know, local league matches, and it's quite interesting because people in in Shillong they know football, and you know, uh. Everyone watches football and everyone has a team that they support locally. So that is what has really uh, passionate about people here when it comes to football. Uh, with Lajong going into the I-, I League has really, you know, like 
um, put a benchmark for other football clubs in Shillong, you know, that this is what we need to look forward to. And obviously playing in the derby, playing for uh, uh, uh against Sajong, it's it, it was it it was a great experience because this derby was played at national level, not at the local level. And uh, people from all over Meghalaya, from all over East Kasi Hills, Jaintia Hills, and West Kasi Hills, they all come to watch the matches. So whenever it happens, so whenever a local team is playing, even when you look at the home matches, whenever a home match happens in Shillong, there are always people watching. Like, you know, unlike when you go to Calcutta or only Calcutta, if only uh, Mohanbagan East Bengal play each other, then it's pack else others hardly. Yeah. So it's people here, that's why I said people here know football and they, they're very passionate about the game. And it's, it's uh, I can't describe how you feel it. You can only feel it. It's like, you know, when you're actually present at the, at the stadium and the atmosphere, it's, it's something that I just, I, I, I can't say in words, but it's just only the feeling that I have in my mind, you know, yeah. as from a player's point of view, like how it feels like, and maybe from a, Spectators' point of view, sitting in the pitch and you know supporting a team, and you know, knowing if your team wins, you're 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 happy, you're you know, and you. But if your team loses, you know how sad you feel, and when the other team, you know, the local other the derby, you just feel like you know, like you have the bragging rights kind of. Uh... So, so yeah. the how does as a player do you listen to fans when you're playing? Uh, I mean, because like obviously, when, uh, was very when, loud. I remember. No, I mean, like we the, uh, when when the fans shout, you know, it's like uh, you get you you get an extra push mm-hmm. when fans are there. When fans are behind you, you get an extra push. You get inner extra energy, and I feel I think BFC when playing at home have always been. I feel they're invincible because of the fans. And uh, the fans have always, I feel Bangalore fans have always been there. They've always backed the players, always backed the team. And the the fact that they have made chance for players, I mean, you know, it just, you feel privileged, you know, to be playing for a team and playing for fans like them. And when you, you hear, when you hear the chance that they, sh- they chant for you and then you feel like, you know, oh, I need to be doing more for, for them, you know, so that they can have the joy. And so it's a re- very reciprocal thing, I feel. Uh, that fans and football are one, you know. Without the fans, I feel football is dull. How was it last season then without fans? Like, abs- and I think BFC struggled a little bit because there was nobody there. They are never used to playing without that amount of fan support. I think uh, it, it, I, I would say it, it was a tough, tough situation for every football player last season. Obviously, when you're in your, in your you're in a bubble for close to five, six months and you go to a stadium, empty stadium and then, you know, it's either, I, I think it's it's hard but um, I think all credit goes to the players, the management, to the people who run the ISL because if it wasn't for them, I don't think the league would have happened and all of credit goes to each and every one of us who were, you know, a part of it and uh, it's not easy to play without fans but it has to go on, you know. Yeah. And we have to we have to go on with it for I think maybe uh, hopefully this season will be out. It might change. Hopefully. Yeah, because the other day I was watching uh, Premier League match. The first last week last weekend was the first time they had fans, right? Answering. And I heard yeah. them say "man on" when the, they were pressing. Yeah. I was, I was like, hey, 
this is not the tell sound that you always hear there's like normal people over there and right. making noise so that was very different but uh, yeah. eugene before we move on to your time in bangalore and the wonderful time you had with bfc one thing i wanted to know about meghalaya football is uh, when you played in back back home and for to a very long time till a very long time uh, teams from meghalaya did really well at the national stage also right which shillong lodge one of the primary teams there but over the past few seasons that's not been the scene how much has that affected uh, the local football in meghalaya g- given that there is nothing to aspire for now even because people have seen clubs stumble after playing the national league so uh, what, what i feel is uh, i know, i mean like uh, uh, when the isl came on I know, like for, I just say, for example, like uh, around the jet or Shillong Lajong, we we have hope of playing at the national level, is because of promotion. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, clubs from the northeast. I don't think we would be equipped to have a lot of money to play in the ISL and you know spend a lot of money like the way ISL clubs spend. But I mean, to be playing in an I League which has got I mean, to be first in the past few years, I mean the past six years, it's just playing. It's like participating, but it doesn't feel like you know. You, if you if you feel if you know what what I mean, so I mean it became pointless for like for example for us. Why should we spend lots of money to to go and qualify for the I League when there's nothing? We don't gain anything from it. So it was. It's better playing just playing the local league, but which is sad because. local players who aspire to you know use these clubs as a stepping stone to that you know they 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 lost but for us alajong like for super selajong for us teams like many teams who get promoted to the i league through the second division and then you know like hoping like for example like aizol uh, got promoted played the i league won the i league played champions uh champions league qualifiers and played the afc cup so i mean that is the ideal thing that each and every club from here would want to follow You understand what I mean? So, but for us to sustain, like how the ISL club sustained, it's it's very hard. Okay, maybe we'll go, we get promoted, then we get relegated, and again, like how it's supposed to be. Yes, we 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 will have a uh, motivation to make teams to you know to participate to get promoted, and you know. But then if we are just spending money and then we are just stuck there idle, then it's I feel it's pointless. Like, so it's very important about- that. right what you spoke about is a natural trajectory you when you get yes. if you don't you do, if you don't perform well you get relegated that's yes. a trajectory but that's not what we've been seeing unfortunately in indian football uh given that what is the chatter in meghalaya like what uh, what are the upcoming generation of footballers aspiring for i think no yeah we we have we have a lot of footballers here the only, the, the only thing like i said is the thing is they don't go out to play so they hoping that clubs from meghalaya play in the national level and then they get you know like like i said a stepping yeah, stone right. that's very important stepping stone like as an example for uh, uh from myself i played for india because i played for lajong and lajong was playing at the i league and then because i played for lajong the i league then i get to uh, i played for ranji i league and then a club like bfc calls me and then i play for bfc and then i get to play for indian national team you get noticed so, yeah so it, it's step by step Uh, pro, uh, progress, you know. So, I mean that I feel that is what is important for kids from our from our region that they get uh, because yeah, yeah, from northeast in northeast that's playing at uh, level. Uh, Isol right now they're playing in the I League is Isol, 
Neroka, Trao, and not East United is playing in the ISL. So it's important that we have more teams from Megare as well that actually, you know, wants to play at a national level. And then we provide a stepping stone, a provide a platform for the kids, many kids. Like we, if we have a team from Megalia, then at least it can provide a, a platform for at least 30 plus kids. So 30 plus kids, and then they get, you know, they get to show, showcase the talent. And obviously, eventually, they get called by clubs. Like, for example, the, the kid who was a, uh, the uh, guy who was a top scorer or something, Bidian, what's his name? Bidian Yeah, so he's got a platform to play national level. Now, hey. ISA clubs are, you know, I feel that's, that, that is very pivot, pivotal in promoting kids from our region. According to you, are there enough platforms in Megalia for kids to aspire? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, 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 uh, I, I feel uh, at the lower, the age grassroots levels, the kids are doing very well. We have a, uh, uh, the MFA is doing something. The clubs are also doing a lot, and obviously the Hero I League that is happening for the under 18s or the under 14. That is where the clubs are participating. So, the platform is there available. But the only thing what I feel is about the senior platform for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But anyway, I mean, I was always very curious with the culture of football in the Northeast. It's very strong. Uh, yeah. You guys, uh, the, that side produces an alarmingly large number of players for the ISL. So, any any one of them going away would be a major blow for the national team. Where anyway, our pool of players is not that that big anyway. So, uh, it's very important that uh, that's sustained and kept up. Hopefully, this pandemic and all, everybody can weather it and come back. Financially, yeah. it must have been a blow for everyone. Yeah, it is. So now let's go back to your time in BFC. Now you are at BFC. You you, you came to Bangalore. You have always uh, you already lived there before in, in your studies and things like that. You're comfortable with the place. Did you feel like you came there with a point to prove? Because the improvement, I mean, I remember watching you in uh, Rangtijay. I thought, uh, oh, he is a good player. And then he was signed. I was like, okay, they got a good midfielder. But you just went right straight to the top. Uh, it's coaching. You know, it's like uh, you have talent, you have uh, abilities. But then if you don't have the right coach, the right staff behind you working for your development, then, you know, it goes to waste. But obviously, I've, I've always credited Ashley uh, Purdue and the coaching staff for my progression and the team, BFC team as a whole, because I feel when I reached BFC, then I really realized how football is and how it is being managed, how a football club, when it comes to training, when it comes to the, you know, when it comes to everything of uh, individual portion football has to behave, you know, the rest, the gym, the training timings, the this, the food, the everything, you know. So this is where, uh, I felt that made a big impact in uh, in my footballing career. Because I remember the first training session, Ashley came to me, he's like, mate, you have to do more than this. I, uh, you know? Otherwise, mm-hmm. before in Shillong or in May, I would be like, oh, that's enough. But then when Ashley said that, then, you know, he woke me up, then I felt that I have to work harder. And then, you know, then they start using the GPS, start using this, using that yeah. to analyze players. So, I mean, like... Training is very important. Having the right person to train, having the right, you know, it's very, very pivotal in your progression. And then eventually, BFC was set up by a good coach and you could see the, the progress of every player. I think all the players that play for BFC have improved drastically. So 
I, I, I felt that the coaching staff had done a really, really great job. Well, did it come as a surprise to you when you came from uh, Meghalaya that, and coming to Bangalore where things were so professionally around something that was more or less unseen in Indian football in the past? You were like, oh my God, this is something really new for me. Uh, it was new and exciting. Because football, like, you know, normally we go train. Yeah, it's the same usual thing. But then uh, from, it's a small you know, from, things, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a small thing. And, it, you know, it's just the command that a coach has. You know, when you when you just hear the coach's voice or it's a command that, you know, it's, it's, it's the presence that's very important. I, I felt the presence of the coach. The coach has got a presence and he had a good assistant along with him. So it, it just, you know, it's uh, something that, alerts you every training session and then we have a lot of all this physical check now you know like where whether we have taken enough water before we train there's a urine check and all that stuff whatever so it just is the small details that help us become better players and became a team that Mm -hmm. uh, everyone was afraid to come up against so what was it about uh, BFC you think that suited your game because I remember thinking not, not not many people associate you with dribbling the ball to they think of the passes, but you were decept- deceptively fast uh, <laughs> to break through the lines. I, I all I told this to I mean, Pradyam also said this. He is fast, but you don't notice uh, generally when he's playing because you, your movement is very smooth in that sense. So, what was it about the team that uh, worked for you? You know, I think the gym. The gym was one thing I have never done gym before in my life. When I came to, I still remember training when we were training. So when we had a training session in the morning, then we had a gym session in the afternoon. So I think that was the first time, first gym session. And I happened to be at uh, Sunil's group. Okay. And Sunil's laughing at me because I couldn't perform any, you know, like hey, we were doing a deadlift. <laughs> so at that time, I, so they asked me to do deadlift. I, I couldn't because, you know, they, they have techniques for doing a gym right. for this and that. So I still remember that time when he was laughing at me. It's like, ah, welcome, welcome to, you know, welcome to PFC. <laughs> so I remember, you know, so it's, then it's when I start realizing that it's important, like, you know, there are things, there are small, there are details that help you improve and help you become stronger, faster, injury-free, this, that. And I think the training schedule, the training timings, the training, everything, everything was perfect at BFC uh, during those days. So I, I felt that, you, you just felt in sync. You know, when you go, when you're training, you feel happy that, oh, I'm training, it's nice. And then you, you, like, you want to go to training. It's not like, oh, another training session, you know? Mm-hmm. But... Well, you spoke about Sunil there. I just wanted to know, everyone associates Sunil to be this really serious guy on the field and when it comes to his uh, nutrition, his training and everything. Is he also a prankster when it comes to training? Yeah, he is. He is a, he, he, he is a bit... I think uh, he, he's got that, uh, like you said, a great leadership quality. I feel like on the pitch, off the pitch, which is very important. You have players who are, have good quali- uh, leadership qualities only on the pitch, but offside, off the pitch, they're not great. But I felt that he, he has, you know, the qualities that make a team, gets a team together, even off the pitch, even when we're off training or, you know, this and that. So I, I felt that I think he is he's also one part of BFC that it is that it that you know the additional so I would say like you know like the foundation stones of BFC I would say the coaches and Sunil being there was very very important and you know the mentality that he has has obviously um, 
grab to other other players as well. So it has, you know, the club is what it is. I think because of those foundations. So I have a couple of stories that I've heard, and uh, about be, uh, Sunil being a prankster. I've heard this from yeah. someone, but then I think okay. this one genuinely happened. This is during the first season, and uh, okay. Kunal and uh, Kunal used to he works there, right? He's a media manager for people don't know. He's also a big part of the team. So he they used to have hard boiled eggs. So he used to throw it onto the roof, and then it'll crack and come back, right? So he was showing off like that. I, I think Sunil gave him like a normal like in between like, and he broke it all over his shirt or pants or whatever. Maybe. So this is something I've heard uh, again. Like I maybe uh, misremembering some details, but any such things happen to you? Because Jono was also another prankster. Yeah, Jono. Jono. I think Jono was a character, a, a great character in the team. I felt he was a very very good. I mean, like the, uh, I think the the team had great. Characters, and I John was a leader on the pitch as well, so he was one. I mean, even Josh Walker was a great player, and previous season Johnny uh, jo- uh, Johnny Manyonger, he also mm. he was a, I think a great leader. Also, I think it's important teams to have leaders. You, you played with Manyonger in Shillong, did you? I played with Manyonger in Shillong. Yes, he was amazing, right? Yeah, he was a great player. Man. So, who would you say is the best that you played with? There is Menyonga, there is Alvaro Rubio also, who's another great player that we've seen. So who would you say is the best? Uh, uh, I would say they all have their own qualities, you know. Uh, Alvaro Rubio was great in a different way. And he was always a supportive midfielder. Like, you know, he always ran, you know, but always Menyonga was a different. Menyonga was good with the ball. Josh Walker was good. Josh Walker was a leader. I mean, like, uh, I think they're all they're all good in their own way. The, to see about which player I enjoyed playing the most with in BSC, I would say Josh Walker because I felt uh, while playing with him, he he did a lot to help me. I mean, like, on the pitch wise, meaning like when you play with him, you know that he's present there. You know what you need to do and you need to do it. I mean, I mean that the the communication between him. Uh, and at that season, Toy and myself, I think we had a great, great. Uh, because you always know, because I would play a, a bit more attacking and he'd be more defensive. So you know, we just had, uh, we always had a, a confidence that Josh Walker was always there. You know, and more when it came to uh, footballing terms, I mean, like uh, to the system that we played at then, I think Josh Walker really, really uh, fit in very well with, and I fit in very well with him, uh, and I think. Uh, that 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 was also pivotal and I mean very great for the season that we had that year, but obviously we missed out on that season with uh, against Mohan Bagan. So how how sad was that? Because we were at the stadium. Oh my god! And it was <laughs> raining and all. I think and one crazy thing, night that all happened and there was like the whole sound had gone off the stadium, except obviously not because of Bagan fans were also there. So it just felt like the air had lifted out of the stadium. How did that hurt? Uh, I think I think 80, 86 minutes. I still remember yeah. maybe eighty six minutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it was a it, it was a tough game. It was raining and we were leading one zero and we needed to win. Mon Bagan just needed to draw. Right. And ah oh, I thought well, we have four minutes more and then we're winning the league. <laughs> but then uh, that is when I, I saw the character of the team. Okay, we lost that, but then it's the character of the coach, character of the team is like we went back to dressing rooms like 
is not done, next year we win in the league. And next year we started off very well from the beginning because the first that that season I think we started very bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Great the following awesome. year, yeah, with us the following year we started very well, and then we won the league. And uh, I think that's the character of the coach, character of the team, and the character of the whole squad. You know, after coming after a loss and going back next season to win it. I remember Ashley coming to the post-match press conference after that match. He said, "I maintain that we didn't lose the league; we just ran out of games." We're like, "Okay, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough." But then next year, like you said, he came and uh, won the league again. But was it a shock yeah. for you that he left? Uh, how did you take the fact that he was leaving? He was very successful, won title every yeah. season. Well, I'm, I mean, like. Uh... You know, like uh, you say, management have their own views and other, so it, you have to just respect whatever view they have. So now talking about BFC, it's incomplete without uh, talking about the AFC Cup run. So at that Cup run, years later, I spoke to Sunil about it. We were talking about something, and he said, "So I have a clip lined up. Oh. This is what he told about you, because you had the in the Asian Champions League qualifier. I think you hit the." Direct goal from the corner in in Johor, and then that screamer. Yeah. So this is what he said about it. That goal did did did, did that for us. The usual things. We were dominated there, man. They just scored from a corner, okay. And then Eugene, man, that screamer, man. That just the heads. You, you see the you see the video, huh? The heads go down like this. That was Eugene's ground, man. Yeah, he said that is uh, that is Eugene's ground. <laughs> <laughs> But he is, he is uh, right. That goal changed the whole complexion of that game. And weirdly, the, so the day before the second leg, we spoke to you. I mean, it was not an interview. We're just talking because you were there. And there was like the serene, uh, this thing. You and Sunil, everybody was calm. Like there was no pressure. You're like, yeah, I mean, at home, we'll see. Maybe we can do it. But then you went on and did it. No, I, I think, uh, I think I, I felt that that year. When uh, Roka came, and uh, we enjoyed his training sessions, and I think uh, it's before the season that he started playing uh, coaching in the I League. But I think we, we we did very well, and I think we got along. The coach got along. I think uh, Alvaro Rubio was mm. very important to us because he understood what the coach wanted, and then and I, I felt that as a team, we are capable. You know, we were capable. We had. I think we had self-belief, which was more important, and uh, the mentality of the players that you know, like we've reached the semi-finals, and I think you know, we need one more step, and then we into the finals. So, uh, it's I think when you play at home at BFC, you you always feel like you have the upper hand with the fans and the ground because you've played at that ground, and you know, you feel like it's your own, and you know every inch of the pitch. So it's very I, I feel. At BFC at the Kativa, it's like you said, a fortress. Yeah, it is a fortress. Yeah, that, that was one of my best experience in person Absolutely. in the stadium. Absolutely. But Eugene, uh, before we move ahead, take us through that game in Johor. Man, the team was up against the defending champions at their home. Uh, given that the record at home was also really good, what was the mindset going into that match? That five, how did you take that yeah. shot? Also, was. <laughs> How did that no, but, uh, actually, actually, uh, if you see, because we've been training a lot when uh, uh, when Roka always told me to, you know, be in between the lines. 
So in between the midfield and defense line, he always told me to be in those pockets. So and it, it actually it reciprocated from what happened in training. So in training, we 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 practice a lot of being in pockets, you know, and especially playing in between the lines and you know breaking the lines. So so uh, I happened to be there because at that time we played uh, Cameron, uh, Cameron Watson, mm-hmm. uh, Alvaro, and myself. So they always expected me to be more of the attacking midfielder. So I would have the the privilege to go up, you know, and try to play more like a number 10 role in, in whenever I go up. So at that moment when he passed me the ball, so my, my and the moment I received the ball, my only thought was half a goal at the goalkeeper, you know? So and then when I struck it and when I look at the ball, and when, when it was like, Then you went over running, celebrating. Yeah, and, and uh, the epic uh, epic celebrations we need and uh, Reno was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, whole, the whole the the whole stadium went quiet, and you know you could hear right. abuses, but you could hear abuses from the fans, like uh, you know, like <laughs> I don't think I can say it, yeah, but <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, it's that that's the joy of you know playing in the stadiums and playing against teams that you know, and I think we've been up against Johor quite a few times before. Yeah, right. Champions League and uh, yeah, not only playoffs. Group stage also. Uh, we we were group stage as well. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So you knew them. And, yeah. knew them and and then in Bangalore, the second leg, they scored the first, so that nullified their, your away goal advantage. But that barely bothered you. What for? No, the, I, 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 uh, like I said, we we were very confident. And I think we had, uh, we were confident on the the tactical, the tactics and the plays that we had already, you know, like uh, trained for and like, you know, how we were going to play against them. I think we believed and, you know, all the the plans that the coach have, the set pieces that we trained, they all worked because uh, I think uh, two goals were set pieces. Yeah, Yeah. one on and three. You took the corners, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. One corner, one free kick, yes. So... So I uh, I felt that uh, they the the pre-match training sessions were very very helpful for us. And then Chetri scored that one one crazy goal, which he does in such big occasions. <laughs> and I'll tell you something about that goal. Chetri doesn't celebrate. That's his problem, right? He doesn't celebrate unless like, it's like a winning goal. Like it's he kills the game, so he'll celebrate. So when that goal went in, we were sitting in the press box. No, he didn't celebrate. There was a moment of silence. Like everybody is trying to figure out, did he go in or did it hit the side netting? We don't know. Generally, the players in reaction, you get something. He just turned and walked. And then there was like that uh, 10, 5 seconds of this thing before the song and everybody went up. Our man, Naveen. <laughs> Naveen stood up in the press box and was like, he scored the goal. You're standing like this, like, oh, oh, look at that goal. Look at that. He feels like uh, so. I've told Sunil like Naveen is uh, celebrate for you. I am that invested <laughs> every single one. Like and that. Then us, are, the, we have the a laptop and things, and he's like this. We are, we are <laughs> trying to protect the laptop from the rain and everything, and he's like. I, no, I, I just push uh, the table down. Yeah, and the Kyrgyzstan goal also, and Sunil went yeah. from one end of the yeah, to the other one. That also, he was standing up as Sunil was running. Jesus goal, huh? Yeah, yeah. They just returned. Yeah, yeah. It was a yeah. great goal. That was a great goal, man. And I think a very tough match for us. Oh. We needed yeah. to win that match, I felt. Yeah. 
yeah. it was a very tough match yeah so how what would you say was your peak season i would say the first season okay. with ashley i think mm. i think that is when i realized that uh, the potential that i had and i think i i i felt i wasn't tired that season i felt i had a lot of energy i had a lot of you know that i could go on for another game a few more games i felt that season was very very important for me mm-hmm. and uh, what would you say is your best goal <laughs> i don't know bro i think all, all goals are good you know i mean like uh, I I don't have a specific goal that I'd say is is good but obviously I enjoyed every goal that I scored. Uh, obviously they have their special moments and you know the different stages or the the different uh, value of the goals you know so they all have their own meanings. Now when you look I, I back think... do you remember the goals that you have scored or is it just part of your memory? Oh no I I do remember some goals <laughs> I do I do remember a few of them some of them Well you remember the Johor goal don't you Johor goal yeah definitely I remember <laughs> <the goals. laughs> I, you know what I, in some way I think that is probably one of the most important goals in yeah. BFC yeah, I think that, I think yeah I think that was very important I think the away goal was very important for us Yeah So uh, so that's a pivotal moment in that club's history because they became I think known we, association I think that yeah we just fell short of the finals by just this much we want to talk about the final do you want to talk about the how, final how was that final though i think uh, i think that was a first time coming up against uh, middle eastern teams mm-hmm. probably we didn't know how or you know like i never come across them so we don't really know how they feel how they play how physical they were or, you know i think tactically we were, we were good enough I think we could have done better, and I felt that just some small clean mistakes we could have uh, maybe we could have tied and then maybe taken into extra time. Yeah. Because if you if you remember the last uh, freaking Saturday we had, yeah, if we need no. that because according to the play, we need should have put the ball across, and then mm-hmm. there was Johnson, there was Sunil, there was everyone, you know. To, uh. So you know, uh, it happens in the game, you know. So. I mean like I think we could have done better if we had had more experience playing the AFC and uh playing against I know Middle Eastern team because we never play against Middle Eastern team we only play Middle, uh, that was the first time we played against a Middle Eastern team first right. I think the first time yeah. so we didn't really know right. how they are how physical they were so you know I think it's very important we need to understand like you know get all these and then you know they were very physically very different right Middle Eastern team much more physically yeah, strong yeah I, I think and, they, uh, Yeah, they're strong. They're tall. They're they're more physical. So when it comes to unlike Asians, right. not not Japanese, not South Koreans. I mean Southeast Asians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're yeah. Singaporeans and you're Indonesians and those. Yeah. High, high do you do you want to hear a story uh, from Doha? The <laughs> again with Naveen. So yeah. we, we were there for the final. and obviously we were dejected because you we were writing and writing i was so happy that you guys were going you were doing interviews writing features all these things uh, and then obviously the final happened and it didn't go your way so obviously dejected so our reporters that smaller like you were writing 600 words it became 400 words you're like okay fine you know 
but uh, so i got a call from my editor and i was saying like you've been writing big big stories why did you write small story this time and i was like you know i'm not in the headspace this is not cool mm-hmm. enough and i was relatively young in the profession also at that so after that when we were coming back there was a cab guy there was a cab guy we were going to take a cab to come back to the hotel and uh, navin was so upset so that guy said he wanted uh, 20 dollars or whatever 20 what dinar whatever the, yeah whatever, whatever the currency, the currency is like he wanted 20 so navin started arguing like no we came here for 14 why the should i give you 20 <laughs> this went to, to the point we thought you are going to get beaten up and we like no no we'll give you 20 <laughs> After a while, he started imitating that guy's accent also. That's how I thought he was going to be beaten. <laughs> But yeah, I think this is a joy. This is I think this is a joy of playing. You know, uh, continental matches like oh, you know, yeah, you travel from one country to another. I think that's a joy. Yeah, it's a fun experience. It's always a fun experience. Yeah. Yeah. So then, uh, now if I want to ask you some random quick fire questions, huh? So who do you sure. think is the most underrated player you played with? Quite a lot man. Like uh those who those who have uh who I feel were I've played with like quite some of who I've I've uh, liked the are players who I like. I feel Rokas Namare was one who I feel that really didn't get the you know I think he is one player that i really liked then um i i know i mean like there are there are players like uh, beko mm. beko at bsc i think in his first season at bsc i think he was very pivotal for bsc and i think twante is a good player but his injuries have mm. always gotten the better of him you know and um, there, i think there are a lot of players man that go unnoticed It's just because some players are not into media, into social media, into this, into that, who don't talk or very quiet, you know, just do their work on the pitch, go home, keep doing it every game, you know. There, there, there are a lot, a lot of players I feel in India who are, who are like that. So the best Indian you've played with, and you can't say Sunil. Well, only the questions here are rapid. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I just can't say like. He has played with a lot Indian, of players. You know? He has played a lot. Yeah, so I'm, uh, best Indian apart from Sunil. I would say, uh, I, I, I would say, I think Kevin Lobo was a okay. is a good player. Mm-hmm. Kevin Lobo. Yeah, a lot of people do say that. Kevin yeah. Lobo, Alvin, Alvin George. Alvin, uh, oh my, Alvin George. When he came to BFC, I expected a lot from him. Because we were tracking him even before he was at when he was with Dempo, and he was playing in the Sun Sports Trophy. There was a lot of expected, but then I think injuries were the better of him, and could never uh, get back to what he promised initially. I think the number ten role also went out of the game, right? So we became. I think no, in uh, at BRC we we don't play number tens, no. Uh, during yeah. Ashley's time, that's yeah. why he went out. I think even you went out wide a couple of games. Yeah, some games I went wide. Yes, and yeah. actually kept changing his formations, you know, to uh-huh. to suit the to play against different teams. He he would, you know, to counter the teams. He would change his his tactics in a way. So, who who do you say the best coach you were? I think uh, I I would say uh, actually I would say because 
if it wasn't for him, I don't think I, I, I would have reached the, like we've talked earlier, like I reached, you know, the heights that I have reached, if it, I don't think I would have reached if it wasn't for him. So I would say he was very important. Was it during his time in ATK that you also joined ATK? Or was it after he left? Yeah, I think when he, he came. When he came. Because so. they had, they had, they had, uh, they again had the drafts then. Yeah, he was a TD, I think. Right? Yep. Yes, he was. Yeah. So, who who do you think is the uh, uh, best player you played against? Hmm. I think that I think I would say I had a tough time when Sony Nordi was at the speak for Mon Bagan. Hmm. I think he 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 was a very tough player to play against. You came up against him like one on one. No, because he would play. Obviously, we had we had to, you know. Support the team and the reason. Uh-huh. I feel like he was. I remember in the the, the final game, yeah, that like that, that year that we we missed law, we missed on the the league. So I took a corner, then he counter attacked. I was trying to chase him. He was so fast. <laughs> I could catch him. So, That's just only. So I feel like he 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 was he was a menace. Oh, to yeah. Team. So I feel like he was a tough player to play against. But damn fun player to watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, is there any player that was very awkward for you to play against? Like, there is always someone, maybe he's too tall or maybe his rhythm is a little different. Uh, anybody like that who you thought was not necessarily the best player you played against, but very difficult one to play against? I, I, I remember. I, I think I think it has to be Senas. Okay. Huh. Yeah, because you, you don't know. You, you know, like, he's very physical. You don't mm. know he'd come from somewhere and you know finish you off. <laughs> 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 I think uh, he, he's a very physical player, and uh, well, I think which is also needed, you know. And I, right. uh, especially for me, I don't like people tackling me. So I, you know, it's when you, you come up against players, from... you like to tackle, you know, you like. Chali jao yaar. Do you have? Is there any funny story that you have uh, conversation on the field and things with uh, opposition? No, 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 no. I don't you really, don't you know. No, no. So, is there any funny moment at all in training, playing, uh, in and around football, football field, with from your own team also? No, I mean there are there are a lot of players who like to who joke around a lot on the pitch, hmm. but I I hardly you know, like I'm not a guy who instigates or who starts jokes or anything like that. Right. Maybe I'm. Maybe I would be a part of the joke, but not someone who, who is a joker who tries to, you know, uh-huh. put up pranks on players like that. So I don't really, really record because I'm really, really not involved myself. So, so anything you've seen? I say like players, you know, like like uh, I remember Vishal, if you know him, Vishal Raghavendra, uh-huh. the right back at BFC, remember? Yeah, yeah. Vishal right, Kumar, right? Yeah, Vishal Kumar, yes. Yeah. So he, he he likes to do pranks with players. So normally, when we after training at BFC, normally that wall, the parapet, the stadium wall where we sit before mm-hmm. we enter, we, we, right? So players would sit there, and when we have baths, so some players would still be sitting there. He would get the buckets of water from on top, start pouring on players from on top. <laughs> and these are just small things that he would do, just you know. That, that's but just yeah. the ice bucket challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they, they, these are small things that you know build a team. Mm, absolutely, I think they they're very yeah. very important. Yes. Like Kabra told some of the funniest things about uh, things on the field, like telling mm. 
i don't know beto who was it uh, some foreigner uh, latin american player that he was going to break him and uh-huh. that, that guy that guy didn't understand english so he had to point and do this and all <laughs> and he got yellow card in the first 20 seconds because he went for a tackle in this <laughs> so yeah it's a nice thing that uh, we when we do these kind of interviews we see the other side of the players you know the funny sides yeah. and all those but generally press conference will be like oh tomorrow's game yesterday's game today's game press conference yeah. conversations are boring yeah press conferences are like and we need some good coaches who are in, interested in talking also like ashley used to be one of them mm-hmm. he yeah. used to talk and then he used to get angry sometimes so that was funny he would come with his laptop oh yeah he came with his laptop after khalid uh, jamir incident happened right uh, <laughs> bottle throwing he came yeah. with his laptop and said see it never hit him he is just acting <laughs> <laughs> we were all we were, we were all confused like why is he coming with a laptop <laughs> i think it's a top camera that you have right? for the yeah. tactical oh, yeah. mm-hmm. so he's taken that and come like nothing yeah. happened to him he's just uh, yeah. milking the situation and kalit came with the full headband pants yeah yeah that was damn hilarious it all in retrospect at that time we were like so oh, what is going <laughs> what the fuck is happening <laughs> but yeah generally it was fun and then i one time uh I mean, now that you mentioned Joshua Walker, right? At the press conference, I had asked him like about Walker. Do you think he's an upgrade on uh, Menyonger? Because Menyonger is playing that similar role, uh-huh. like playing playmaker role. And then he said something, and then I was like, uh, but he doesn't pass forward that much. Most of his passes are sideways. Something you and should his... tell the background as well, where you sat and counted the square passes. Ah, uh-huh. so then he told me like, uh, no, you. that nothing like that no so the next game i'm sitting and writing number of passes he passed sideways and number of passes forwards so then i went with that to him and i was like you know he passed this much sideways and this this is what i have saw i've seen then ashley got angry he said some something you know like uh, you know he's doing all these things for the team blah 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 i think he was like you said defensively he was a good player is always running moving and things so then after the whole thing at the end of the season we had a sit down interview with ashley after after a while at the end of the interview i told him look i'm sorry about that day then he said no 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 it's fine uh, i have to protect my kids so it's okay i'm not angry at you or not it's like cool <laughs> nice guy he came on the podcast also said some uh, funny things at that time yeah. you had media days and things right sorry you had uh, fan engagements and things no yeah we had yeah in arbor and things yeah, yeah i mean like a team get together Yeah, probably. Uh, so he was talking about the stories from there about the people wearing other people's shirt and oh, the uh, fancy, yeah, fancy, like I mean, like you know, shit, uh, shit shirt day or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Right. Yeah. So he was talking about all those. Like these are things that people maybe they don't know. I I was there on after that day. I don't think I came for the event. I was just there to drink. Okay. And then I saw Robin, Robin in the bathroom changing shirt. <laughs> and then Robin's like, hey, nothing, brother. Uh, this is a shit shirt day. I don't want to wear that shit shirt. And I was like, okay, Robin. <laughs> you had a great cast, bunch of characters in that team. To be fair, yeah, we had, we had, yeah. Vinith was also there. Nothing. A special, uh, different character. So Eugene, thanks a lot, man. Like we have right. really appreciated. We wanted no problem, to get bro. you. We wanted to get you for the fifth anniversary, brother, show on the day of the show. 
so uh, yeah because actually i'll tell you this i have been a huge admirer of you for a long time and you you probably know this because of the interactions we've had uh, over the years and you know interviews and things mm. so uh, i really wanted to get you on the show because big fan <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Man. Just took a while to say that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we can't. We can't say this, right? As journalists, we're supposed to be impartial, but we all have our favorites. So no one's impartial. Yeah, we all have our favorites. Thanks, thanks, man. Thanks.